This is Lampshade Media Presents. David Lee, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents, 40 Years of Mel, 40 Episodes of Hell. Good to meet you, Mel. It is nice to meet you, too. How you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. I am, uh, I'm just living living the good life over here, you know. I'm uh, just, you know, trying to go one day at a time and, and get these fucking podcasts out there and get to be 40. You're doing a great job <laughs> with it. You're doing I think a great job with by it. By the time this episode airs, I will actually have been 40. So we will already have had a great time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And congratulations on that and all. But I, I got, I have to be honest with you. I'm not sure I like the name. Oh. Not, okay. not I the mean, name Mel. I like At this Mel. pivotal like midlife point here, you're just like, you think that maybe 40, we just don't want to talk about it? 40 years of Mel, 40 years of hell. 40 episodes of hell. 40 like, episodes of hell. I, it 40, really does yeah. kind of, it's it's all hell, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't say I like the, I, I can't say I like the name. Oh, man. You I'm think sorry I, things have been rough for you. I really You think am. it's not What's being, like, hell? kind to me? Like, it's, you think it's, uh, it's me being too hard on myself? Oh, man. I, I think you uh, have it better than you may think. You know? I, I just met your better half. Or, yeah, or maybe, yeah, or maybe really your only good half, <laughs> because that's what it is in my case and on a lot of hey, our cases. Hey, come on, better's better. Let's not you yeah, know go into detail. Yeah, no, the only good side of me is her, you know. And so uh, maybe that's true for you too. Maybe not. I don't know. But she seems like a really sweet, <laughs> sweet lady to have in your life, and I think you're pretty lucky. I think you're doing oh, a lot for better, sure, a lot better than you think. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You're engaged, right? I am. You're engaged. I am. Yeah. How long have you been engaged? Uh, since Christmas. Ah, okay. Christmas Day. Nice. Congratulations. You're, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I so like. Thank you. Yeah. This is the uh, the first like actual relationship I've been in. Okay. Since my divorce uh, three years ago. So this okay. is like I've been like out there, you know, you know. I got you talking to some ladies and shit. Yeah. But uh, no. First, first actual Facebook official relationship. So okay. that's, uh, that's that's kind of like uh, uh, you know right some, some sort of a moment, I guess. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially if you have that Facebook stamp of approval on it, and uh, you've accepted one another on Facebook. Yeah, I mean that's public. It's weird, right? That's necking on the subway. I mean that's it. It's... That's that's transparency right there. <laughs> it's it's a little like weird that 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 is the thing right yeah facebook official like facebook official man it, it, that's it is that like i don't know is that does that skis you out it, it's it's like what used to be uh having your name in the in the in the phone book you know okay is your name even in the phone book yeah, you're not even legit okay yeah. i see what you're saying yeah that's interesting that like, you would use yeah back then the outside information yeah. you would use to verify a situation <laughs> yeah. would be the phone book well everybody was in the damn phone book really specifically <laughs> i mean like the yellow pages is he in the yellow pages? oh okay because, oh he's good oh he's no good i think you were talking about does. if they were married they'd be their names would be together on the phone book or something yeah. like that would be them together yeah but i don't know 
So you've been you've you've been with this this woman a while. I take it you, you've, yeah. you've committed yeah. your entire life, and you oh didn't have gosh. to. You weren't under any like force. Oh. Decided that this is the person that the rest of your life will be with. Absolutely. And you felt good about it. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, there yeah. is. Yeah, I'm love having, is possible. Then I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool, man. Happy, having fun. Oh yeah. yeah. How yeah. did you? So how did you guys meet? We met because, uh, like, she is a high school gym teacher, and I used to coach football way back in the day, and uh, a little bit of basketball. Okay. So I mean, so and, this and, was and an organic meet. We're already in a small area, so your cross, your your paths just happen to cross. Yeah. And, and so they they crossed in several different ways. Our kids are about the same age, and they would play ball against each other and stuff out in different places. So we, you know. Yeah. So yeah. you've like, you were like wild grown seeds that were just tossed at random by nature <laughs> into each other's paths and just happened to grow next to one another. We did it and, the old, uh, It did, was very organic. Yes, we did it the old fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. See me, I, <laughs> we I, met. I, we met. I hired a sorter. You know, and uh, there was this company that just came in and kind of like just showed me pictures. It was a good match. And then I could just choose uh, yes or no based on a picture. Well, that, so it was a really nice like system of sorting out. Yes. And preliminating like certain, uh, you know. I envy you, sir. Certain choices out there and kind of narrow it down to something that we felt was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Anybody, any old fart that's going to put that kind of shit down is full of crap. Because <laughs> that's evolution right there. That's, <laughs> it's all evolution, though, isn't it? That's 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 saving yourself a lot of shit, man. A lot of bull crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. Over, I mean that that whole scene of being out and taking a chance on on somebody like me that's a little bit naturally awkward, and when I was younger, even more so. Yeah. Um. Of course. Meeting someone out in public and having the nerve to go up to them, you know, yeah. you worried somebody's gonna ah, not even that, just just being too shy to approach, right, right, anyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. When well, like uh, when, when I yeah. started dating after my uh, separation, divorce, uh, I was married very young because of my religious upbringing okay you know, like you feel like you want to fuck and then you got to get married you, you know gotta, and you gotta have a fuck license yeah exactly <laughs> for what, sure for sure and that was kind of like i don't want to like diminish it because we were in love you know what i mean we yeah. felt very strongly and we okay. like went 15 years and okay, like cool. changed and shit that's a good run so i don't want to shit on that necessarily yeah i got you in any case when I started dating after having been married 15 years and then like married at 20, so 23, so I didn't really like date, date, you know? Okay. Uh, I am like a babe in the woods out there. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, all sorts of exciting and humiliating. Um, <laughs> things change and they change fast. You know? it, it's like being in a, in a walking out it's of weird. a dream or a, just a coma. When yeah. you go from being in a relationship to all of a sudden being on your own. Yeah. And then there's that point where you meet another woman. Yeah. You get into another relationship and you find out the way that the last girlfriend folded socks was totally stupid. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn how to fold your socks again. 
So dating is all to, about learning to, to fold socks. I've had to relearn how to fold my socks <laughs> so many fucking times. They all do it different. And but that's what, <laughs> we don't tell them that. You don't tell them that. So it's like just, every time you've dated just, a woman, you've changed your method of folding because you've realized you realized there to. was better. You have to. No, 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 no. That's not it. There's this silent dialogue in my head. She sees, she sees my my dresser for the first time. Opens a drawer. She sees socks. She sees the way I fold them, which is all based upon the way the last girlfriend told me to fold. <laughs> because the one before her was an idiot. Because you sold it, sold it, sucks all wrong. I never for years said anything about this. It's, I don't know. We're probably a dozen girlfriends into the walk of life. When, <laughs> when I said, when uh, I'm criticized by the current girlfriend for the way I'm folding my socks, and she criticizes it. And for the, I remember the first time I ever said to a woman, you know, well, this is the way so and so. Oh, okay. So there's a first problem. You can't <laughs> never refer back in comparison. Oh right? my god, never <laughs> do that. Well, this is the way. Well, that she was a fucking idiot. You'll screw up your socks that way. That's why they always get too wide at the calf. Not because I have big fat ass calves, you know. <laughs> it's uh, nice that she like. Didn't want to just uh, go to that one first, though. No, she didn't I, want to think your calves were too fat, you know? She yeah, wanted to find another yeah. reason, a plausible there's a, reason. There's another, it's that stupid bitch you were with before me. <laughs> that seemed way more plausible to her, and, and I can I, see that. Teach you how to do everything correctly. Yeah. So you relearn how to do all this stuff, how to refold socks, how to put away all this different stuff, how to fold your shirts. and. Yeah, we don't do you, that in Tinder. You, you have to, no. <laughs> That's no, all very see, traditional. Much better. Yeah, Tinder, we just like just basically the, jump right into the fucking. I think the folding or not folding socks, the tuck under with the sock thing, you know, there's so many different yeah. ways to approach all that. Yeah. Me, I would like to just buy all the same goddamn sock. See what I Never feel like. Never have another different type of sock and have it all in one drawer. I feel like you're like grinding levels like in an RPG or something, like where you got to go through <laughs> your learn how to fold sock phase before you fuck. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, like that sock thing may or may not work out, but let's get this out oh, of the way as far as uh, tasks, you know, if you're in building socks, a relationship. We're going to go ahead and moving fucking up to in the priority list, you know. If you're folding socks, you're already <laughs> fucking. You're already, that's, that's a post-fuck. Okay. That's you're, a post-fuck activity. <laughs> it's not a pre-fuck activity. It's a post-fuck. Total post-fuck. I guess we're in agreement there, yeah. Total, okay. total. She's in the bedroom. She's already, she's already there. If you're looking at my socks, if, if she's criticizing my socks before we fucked, then we have something to discuss. We have something we need to talk about. By the way, since you're folding my socks or we're correcting the way I do it, perhaps it's time we came over here to the boudoir. <laughs> Come with me to the bed. <laughs> that is uh, that is one man's uh, opinion about foreplay. Let me show you how to fold socks. <laughs> yeah, there's a that's only a man would think of that shit, huh? Okay, since we're talking about socks, maybe we can talk about sex too. <laughs> that's let, it. Let me introduce you to a little friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, all roads lead oh, to Rome, right? Oh my god. <laughs> conversation continues to deteriorate oh shit we're getting a phone call okay <laughs> i i fucking love it when this happens hello this is mel with lampshade media presents 40 years of mel 
40 episodes of hell with David Lee. Uh, who, who's, who am I talking to? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Can you, can you hear us? Who's, who's this? This is, this is Mel and I got David Lee. David, say yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm Dave. Hi. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Grandma oh. and I'm 80 years old. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I heard you two young people talking about the Tinder. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact. And you're very experienced with the Tinder. I am somewhat experienced. I feel like maybe you called in about the blender. <laughs> no, the I have a blender. Thank you, though, Sonny. I do love my blender. I'm talking about the Tinder. It gets everything nice and soft, Granny, so that you can... I do love my my blender because yeah. I don't have any teeth, but I have a yeah. story to tell. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Anywho, over the pandemic, my husband of 50 years decided to start living in a different house. Okay. <laughs> That's so much further than said, a bedroom. Yes. He said that we had to social distance. I said, okay, if that nice man, Dr. Fauci says so, we can go ahead and do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Then I go over to deliver a pot roast, and he's living with my sister, Cheryl. What? Yes. Okay. So we go, we get a divorce, and now I want to meet some handsome young man. So I need to learn how to use the Tinder, but I don't have my glasses, so I don't see what I'm doing. Uh, well, that would be my, my first tip would be get the glasses because you're going to need, it's a very, very much a visual uh, medium. You know, at your age, push any oh. button, you're coming out ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, you can throw a dart, you can't go wrong. You know? <laughs> okay, Sonny, that's good advice. Yeah. I'm going to go to Walmart and yeah. buy some darts. Mm. I'll put that on my shopping list. Yeah, who needs to get picky? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, throw a dart. Whoever says ouch, just move towards that sound. <laughs> you can't go What's wrong. What's with all the swiping? Well, yeah, that is the that is the number one tool of the dating app of our generation. Is it not? <laughs> not wipe, swipe. Yeah. Wipe. Although they are similar in effect. You know? I do need to wipe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And some of the selections that come up on Tinder, you might need to wipe also. Um, oh, I'll enjoy that. Well, then, hey, we're back to the darts thing again. You know, just take your pick. You can't go wrong. You really don't need to see anything. But how do I do a swipe? Well, oh. you, you touch your screen on your phone and you just move oh. your fingers, drag them across. And that I'm whoever, it's like turning the page in a book. Uh, okay, so now you got the swiping. You, you do you have a phone? Not the kind you dial. I just got a cell phone, so I can use the Tinder. I don't use the phone for anything else. Okay, <laughs> that makes it easier, I suppose. Yeah, but I just swipe left on this handsome young man, so that means it's good, right? Oh no, you got to swipe right. Oh dearie me. Yeah, right for Mister Right. <laughs> oh, I hope I can remember that. Well, this is why left-handed people, you know, they have these complexes. <laughs> and here they go again. More proof. You know, more proof society is just against left-handed people. Well, yeah, definitely on Tinder, left is wrong. I don't know there, how that yeah. makes. I don't know how that makes you feel. Yeah.
<laughs> well, I'm not left-handed, so I could give a shit. <laughs> okay, so I switched right on this young man. When is he going to come over? All right, so what you got to do is, uh, I don't know how you feel about dick pics, but I will say oh, I that, that based on my experience of having talked with women that have used Tinder, he may or may not send you a dick pic. Ooh. Not yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, no, oh, no, no. He was a handsome lad in his time. I would appreciate both Dick Van Dyke and an actual dick pic, please. Okay, so, oh, really? so you're, you're one of those hip grandmas. You know what's going on. Oh, yes, I know okay. the eggplant. All right. <laughs> you are going to love Tinder, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be your shizzle, Granny. The first thing I'm going to tell you is that somebody's going to have to talk first. And just like when you're at the bar trying to meet a nice young man, like it's it's it says something about who speaks first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think you can use a lot of your intuition from your from your dating experience. Did your did your is your cake is your cake done? Oh, he sent me a message. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? He <laughs> said, hey, young game. lady, how are you doing? Oh, okay. We're doing this real time. I love All this. Right. Cool. All right, David. What, 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 what Say, let me see the goods. Tell him you want to see okay. the goods. Email, let I'm me know what I'm write, getting right. Let me see the goods. Granny, how, I mean, how many ten. grandchildren do you have, Granny? What? You might be kind of picky at this point. You know, <laughs> I might have been Who's wrong. Not hey, me. I say be picky, Grandma. Oh, no, I'm ready to get out there and be a hoe. Um, <laughs> okay. How <Hoeing> it up. <laughs> yeah. So has he gotten back to you yet? He said that he wants to go and meet me at an establishment. Ooh. An establishment. An establishment. He says at the TJ's. Oh, he okay. wants to meet you at the TJ's? Oh, la la, that is sexy. <laughs> the TJ's, though. <laughs> Granny. I have to go get my teeth in. Are you, are you going to this TJ's right now? Oh, yes. I'm going to go get all dressed up and gussied up. Go for it, Granny. Go for it. I mean, yeah, do yeah. you? Yeah, you gotta, you do know, it. put the teeth in. Fucking yeah. hey. that's yeah. great. But what should I wear? How about a nice yeah. blouse? Well, I have a nightgown. That can be nice, mm, you know. Maybe some like slides, the fur, like the fuzzy slides. Oh yes, I like that idea, young man. Just think easy access, Granny. <laughs> oh, always remember, remember 7 you're on a mission granny we want to make this I'm happen take my diaper off yeah we want to make this happen <laughs> well i am i'm very excited for you do you know this man's name by chance because you guys are meeting like very quickly i'm just curious um, his name is Chad, and he is 27 years young. Ooh, Chad. Mm. Has he been in the rehab lately? I mean, I can't tell. I'll have to ask him, but the guys named Chad are really nice, right? Chads generally have a kind of, uh, there's kind of a negative reputation for a Chad, you know? You got what? your Chads, you got your Kyles, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Chads. What's there's a Kyle? 
Uh, yeah, Kyle's a little different, you know. Uh, very, both are very, very white though. Typically. God damn it, Kyle! <laughs> there you are again. Oh my goodness! Well, I'll have to meet Chad and see if he lives up to the expectations. But he does have some nice muscles I can grab onto. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you're in focus a little bit better. Uh, move in a little closer granny yeah make yeah. sure you're not yeah the far-sightedness isn't a problem sit on the same side of the booth as him granny, can you side to... can you side sit on a first date is side sitting no, okay i'm not sure about that i um, wouldn't do that yeah but granny remember the mission i'm not that much of a skank you're here to get some d <laughs> granny she's well, a, a she's ago, taking her diaper what a holy word your diaper and... she's taking the diaper off putting the teeth in but she's not willing to side yeah, sit i think you're getting a little no, you have to play hard to get a little bit uh, i think you're uh getting a little shy here at the last minute granny <laughs> no i'm not gonna let him eat my biscuits and gravy at tj's that meal's mine oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. you let him eat your biscuits and gravy later though Oh, yes, sirree. But you're taking him back to the nursing home after this meal, right? Oh, yes. I'm going to take him back to Westminster Thurber. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. I'll sign Perfect. him in as a guest. <laughs> Perfect. Follow the rules, you know, do your thing. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. I'm happy for you. David, you got any, any tips or anything for, uh, you know, making a first date work? Uh, well, you know. You brush your teeth, Granny. Whether you take them out or leave them in, just brush those things. You nobody wants funky oh, breath. Yes. My dentures are minty clean. Now, Grandma, are are you are you aware of the prevalence of catfishing? No, but I do like fried catfish on a Sunday. At TJ's, I'm sure. Oh yes, sirree. <laughs> This is a whole different, a whole different meal. Let's say. Oh dear. So, Graham, I'm just like gonna help you out here. I don't know, David, if you've been catfished, but I've been catfished a couple times oh, on these uh, on these tenders and whatnot. Okay. I don't know. Most of it's kind of juvenile, but like there are people that really get a kick out of pretending to be a young 27 year old Chad. You don't say. That you will use what? other people's images and put them on as their own. Yeah, and claim to be a 27-year-old, yeah. muscly, tattooed, beautiful Chad, you know? Yeah, they got something. My yeah. Chad would never. You feel like you know him, don't you? Oh, yes. I'm very much in love at this point with my Chad. Yeah, I mean. All you have is a, 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 a couple pictures from Tinder, a couple texts back and forth, and you're in love, Granny? Come on. Yeah. I mean, a winky face. Yeah. Well, the winky face is, is that's nice. That is a nice gesture. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of flirty and fun. But love is forever. <laughs> Oh, but not with my husband when he left with my sister. Oof. Ooh. He called it. He, she called me on it. Oh, that's a rough Oof. one. Mm, I, I th you know what? I would like to talk to Chad. I would like for you to put Chad on the phone oh with us. God. And I want you to be able to hear too. But w we all need to talk. We need, we need to screen this guy for you. <laughs> okay, let me call Chad. Okay. Hi, I'm Chad. <laughs> Chad. 
Chad, it's so good to talk to you. Uh, I hear, hey, I, the, I, yeah, I got David on the phone here. Uh, David, uh, what, what do you got for Chad? Hey, Chad, we're looking out for Granny. Oh yeah, she's hot, bro. That's our homegirl, man. Yeah, hot shit. Yeah, yeah. You excited about the date? Oh yeah, we're gonna go TJ's, and then I'm gonna take her to my pad, and I'm gonna bang her. <laughs> Chad, you sound like a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Are you that uh, horny, uh, I gotta Chad? go and um do you know some stuff. Bye, bro. Uh, Chad, are you going? Chad, no. Chad, Chad. We want to make sure you're cool with Granny. That's all. Chad. Hello. Oh, Is it Grandma. Chad hung up. Why did he leave like that? Uh, he said that he had to go uh, get ready or something. Yeah. Uh, What'd you say to him? Well. <laughs> I think maybe we're a little intimidating to him, Grandma, because we, we, we just have this <laughs> instinct that feels like you're really Grandma now, and, and I, I've grown to care about you. We were kind of older brothering her. We were older brother. I, just, I am we Grandma. We feel very protective. We feel yeah, very protective. We were kind of doing the older brother thing with Chad, and he got a little intimidated. Yeah. What did you say to him? Um, well, I will say, I mean, he did say that he was very excited about uh, about boning you tonight. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's exciting. Uh, David uh, did actually uh, assert that he may be twelve years old, um, which uh, that did precede uh, Chad's yeah. hanging the phone up. Yeah, I think that oh, got him a little dear. upset. Yeah. I hope this isn't one of my grandson's friends. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go to jail over this, Grandma. I think they might be pranking me. God damn it. Grandma, let's go back to the old-fashioned way. There's got to be a bar not too far from a TJ's. Find that bar, go inside, and just... A bar? You just go to, just go just, to the bar. Yeah, go just to Bob's go to across the street from TJ's. You, be very careful crossing High Street. It's dangerous. I'm not feeling Chad out right now. He felt like no. I think he was 12. I think he was 12. It yeah. Sounds like it to now, me. I'm gonna go to TGA's and I'm gonna meet this young man and I'm gonna give him a good talking to. Eh, don't waste your time. No, and no. Actually, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you there. I'm gonna record it. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would love to be a fly on the wall, though. I think that you should do that because it sounds like something I would love to see. This is like the opposite of that predator show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think that that's that's it. No. I do think so. <laughs> Since you put it like that, I'm in, I'm, I'm a little disturbed. <laughs> I think you Oh dear, it. I think I took too much of my medication. Oh, uh, that is yeah, that's probably a bad move on a first date. I tell you what, grandma, maybe you stay in tonight. Yes, I think I'm going to watch Jeopardy tonight. Uh, Maybe hit some Matlock. Ooh, I do like Matlock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. What a handsome young man he is. Matlock. <laughs> but, Grandma, we're, we're, we've just totally given up on the goal. We've just totally given up. You see how life works? You started out with this goal of just having a penis in your life. That's what you wanted. I know. You wanted a penis. Don't you remember wanting the penis? You wanted it really bad. Yeah. And I'm going to go for a record of saying penis within one minute, I think it seems like right now. But you're going for this penis, Grammy. 
Definitely. Get back focused on the penis again. Is there a <gasps> nearby? We could just simplify this. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Yeah. Actually, don't go to the <gasps> go to the garden on High Street near Fifth. A garden for tomatoes? No, no, no. The garden on High Street, the uh, the best sex shop in Columbus, and tell them Lampshade Media sent you when you go there, and they'll give you a, they'll give you a little like wink and a smile or something at least. I, but, I a know. wink. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, go to the go to the garden in your backyard. Get a potato and a paring knife, and you're you, you've got yourself what you're looking for, Granny. Oh, okay, oh, Sonny. That's how we did it in my day. A little bit of carving. A little bit of carving skills. There are vegetables you can use without carving, for Christ's sake. Okay. <laughs> Even better. You know, so we're back to you never needing the to leave the house. The carving's the fun part. <laughs> the craftsmanship, I guess. Yeah, that, there is an art to it. You're right. Yeah, just don't quilt anything. <laughs> I, I think that would be painful. too sexy for me. I think that would be too painful. Uh, Grandma, oh, you're the best. Oh, my God. What's going to happen next, Granny? Granny, what are you doing right now? Um, I'm watching my husband with binoculars, and right now he's eating a pie that my sister made him. <laughs> okay. God damn it. He's eating you, a pie. Okay, she needs to go on a date. She needs to go on yeah. a date really bad. But right now, this husband's eating pie. Granny, have you, have you divorced this guy? You keep referring to him in the present Oh, yes, we though, divorced. Yo, you divorced. He's no longer with you. But okay. she's still yeah. next door. He's still next door, and it still gets on your nerves, huh? Yeah, you got to get out oh, of the house. Yes. If you th yeah, and also move. But then I couldn't watch them if I moved. Also, you like That's that a good kind point. of thing. That's a good point. You like that. Okay, so. Well, okay. I got to stay up with the drama. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got to stop watching. That's 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 horrible. <laughs> Maybe we're back to Chad again. Have Chad introduce you to his grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Ooh, what you there's an idea. Yeah, I mean, Chad is Chad the third. Go for Chad the first. I think we're talking about great grandpas now, though. Um, yeah, but that's what you need to do. Have Chad introduce you at least to grandpa, maybe great grandpa if yeah. he's still around. I mean, Ooh. yeah. You could you could probably do well that way. I think there's some options for you. Okay, sir, I'll do that. But I do have another question for you boys. <laughs> Okie dokie. Are you lads single? I uh, no. No, uh, no, no, neither, neither of I. us are actually single neither right now. Granny. Yeah. Oh dear, I thought you'd want to come out to TJ's with me. Oh, no. Aww. well, shit, like. I would love to come and hang out with you, you know? We could talk. Uh, <laughs> Have some pancakes on an omelet, okay. Granny. I want some pancakes and omelet and some bacon. <laughs> yeah. Well, be honest, Granny. You know, are, how cute are you? Are you are you better looking than Aunt Esther? <laughs> oh, no. oh, I am a dime, Sonny. <laughs> oh, a dime bag? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got the boobs and the butt. Oh, the boobs and the butt. You yeah. got it going on. Man, that sucks. I just got the boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the butt. <laughs> I didn't get the butt. We can't all be blessed. Yeah, it, it works. It works oh. poorly for me. So you got it going on then, huh, Granny? Sounds like. Oh, sounds yes. Like. Oh, groovy Granny. Yeah. So howdy, howdy. Out there, there's some lucky grandpa just waiting on you. Yeah, I, maybe I hear nursing he's Chad homes, Senior. I hear nursing homes have plenty. 
Well, from what I, I hear, y'all yeah. are fucking all the time in those nursing homes. Yeah. That is. I know, but I've already slept with everyone here. <laughs> now it makes sense. Oh, Everything comes together. Oh, my God. That's it. This is awesome. Even the employees. The truth comes out. Even yeah. the employees. <laughs> no, this all clocks now. So, yeah, everything, like, really does make sense. You're not shy. Like, this isn't your first rodeo. You fuck. Oh, no. Oh, you not fuck. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, you fuck. This ain't, this ain't no joke. Yeah, you just don't understand that uh, sometimes 12-year-olds use Tinder to fuck around, you know, and, like, oh, like prank goodness. people. That's not cool. And uh, it's no, probably, I do not like the catfish boy, Chad. He's it, not it's hard my on friend. the heart. It's hard on the heart. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to talk you out of that, Grant. Yeah, because you were in love with him for a minute there. Like, it was a solid minute. Yeah, like two minutes, maybe. He would have taken you for all you got. The old typewriter, the Packard, everything. <laughs> oh, my typewriter, not my typewriter. Oh, yeah, the crochet kit. Oh, goddamn. <gasps> yeah. Everything precious. Oh, this my God. Cigar box full of memories and buds. Granny, I I know you I know you got the good green. I can I can hear it in your voice, Granny. The good green. I know you got the good green, well, Granny. I can't talk about it too much, but I do have a lot of marijuana. Yeah, that's what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice, Granny. <laughs> it's loud. That is uh, that's a cool Granny right here. We're talking to a pretty cool Grandma. You're one of them cool Grannies. Yeah. Heck yeah, we could hang out with you. Call her Grandma Cool. Heck yeah. Grandma We're cool. hanging out at TJ soon. <laughs> Let's yeah. do that. I'll tell you what, like after we get off the phone, I'm going to have my, uh, my producer get this scheduled. All right. We got a TJ's date coming up. You, you down for that? Okay. But be wary. I get turned up at the TJ's. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Counting on it. Counting on it, Grant. Gotta bring in a flask <laughs> to put in your iced tea. Uh, yeah. I'll bring mine. You bring yours. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll do up the town, Whoa. Granny. Hey, it has been great having you on the show, Grandma. It is so nice to meet you. I love uh, hearing from our listeners, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're getting back out there, you know? Oh, me too, Sonny. Yeah, Granny, you keep it up until you, uh, you know, get that goal accomplished. We need to get you laid, Granny. Let's, yeah. let's just be real. We need to get Granny laid. My faith is restored. Get Granny laid. <laughs> get Granny laid. <laughs> Oh, get granny oh I do enjoy this music. Get granny lay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, Grandma, have, you have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for calling in. You too, Sonny. See you later. All right. Okay. Good luck out there. We'll see you at TJ soon. Okay, sir. I'll call you in a little bit. <laughs> have a good one. Grammy's got me wanting to be open-minded. <laughs> she was very open-minded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was. It's a whole deal. <laughs> so you're like, a, you know, theater, you know, acting and playwright. You're kind of like in that world in a big, bad way. If you're coming to the playwright level, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. You draw upon that experience of what it's like to actually approach writing a script. Because you know what it's like to read a script, act it out. I've directed and assistant directed for several different plays. And I've, I've had a lot of lead roles in plays you know so it, it's been all good and i've learned a lot and so you, you utilize that while you're writing but writing specifically also is its own skill yeah and uh it takes its own level of experience and it's like anything else you write about what you know about yeah and just just get into it 
just get into it. I feel like I want to be a writer. Yeah. And there's I and this is like a thing that I really feel uh when I think about myself personally is there is a thing I want to write things. Okay. And I feel like I have a voice for it. Oh, but yeah. there is just something that that I am terrified of that it seems to just like every time I sit down to do so just like stop me from you know doing it. Does what, that make sense? What what is that something? Uh man, I I don't know if it's fear or like <sighs> A commitment to the cause or like faith in myself to do it yeah i don't know but I, I feel like those are the things but i don't know really if it's just like a journal type of thing and then it's only for you take the pressure off of somebody else reading it yeah and that's part of all of our journey anyway is coming to a point where we don't give so much of a shit about what other people think of us i mean i know that sounds counterintuitive to what we do yeah um but uh but really, we can't be so yeah. hung up on what others, you know. Well, at some point, if you're going to do something, you have to do it. And yeah, doing yeah. it, doing it, you can't yeah. you can't just workshop it with everybody as you do it. You have to no. make a commitment to a to an idea right. and present the idea, right? Sure. No matter what your yeah. art is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you kind of just have to try it yeah. out. You just have to start doing it. When it comes to writing, you just have to do it. The best writing exercise I ever heard of as far as getting started, um, not, I'm not talking about classes. I mean, just to get the creative juices flowing is just to simply write your own story huh. and to make sure that you write every single day. Then if you keep this habit up, it only after a couple of weeks, you you're into it. You're writing. Yeah. Is this now, why Barack Obama wrote so many uh, autobiographies? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> he, he's got a lot to say, and and the man is free enough of spirit to put himself out there and say what he ever has. To yeah, say. yeah. And I think that's what's behind most of the art of any genre that I love the most is there's a lot of heart and a lot of soul in it. It's about something. It yeah. Mean, it means something. There's something in there. Do you, you know? think that, like, you were a, were you, were you a stand-up first or a, or a theater person first? I was a theater person first. But then you got into the stand-up. Yeah, you, okay. you, you get to be the writer, the director, the producer, so the, it's, the yeah. performer. You get That's to cool. Do, you get to do it all. So, like, did, do you think that that affected your... Uh, your approach to writing and shit like that as far as oh. how people experience the world absolutely because like comics like have to try shit as they're writing it so they have right. to put the rawest form of their idea in front of people to right. see how that works right. right which in and of itself literally just takes a coldness of heart to be willing to like <laughs> present an unformed idea to a crowd of people right Sure, but there's also comics that's a different person. Some kind of magic happens when you walk on that stage because they may be uh, like not so open socially otherwise, you know, with people. That, that person that you see on stage, like people are always surprised to find out with me that, that um, I'm a little bit withdrawn. And a little, you know, there's that still that shy kid yeah. that's still in that there. That doesn't surprise that's me. Wild. I think that's a thing where it's like, the stage is the place to be, to express yourself and like right. being in crowds is more like, ah, I don't know what to do here kind of thing. Like this isn't yeah. like where I share myself. This oh. is just where I'm like just standing right now. Yeah. I was always, <laughs> I was always that kid that felt alone in a crowd that, and that, that grown up too, you know, I could be the captain of the football team, which I was in high school, but still felt alone. I just oh, wow. always had that 
awkward feeling of feeling alone. Huh. And that's me. It's it's just yeah one of the goofy things about me. We're yeah, all a sure. little broken, and that's part of my broken. Oh, for sure. And that is, uh, I, I feel like that's a thing that like most people can identify with. Is there's like every everybody has this like you know certain certain level of insecurity, right? And certain varying degree of insecurity in different ways. It's True. like insecurity is basically the Achilles heel of all of us. True. And True. we all like have a different level, different form, yeah. right? It seems to be the case that that is the thing that holds back. Yeah, and right? I think speaking about it in some form with somebody is part of the medicine you know it's nothing that uh for me that i i don't think i'll ever be able to get over but but i can get through it yeah and and transparency and and uh talking about whatever it is yeah whatever the issue is you know it seems oh my to, gosh, it helps yeah. me, it helps me get better we, we yeah. probably have a pretty similar ethos because i'm always uh, i feel sometimes like almost simple-minded for not being willing to play games with people yeah like i feel like yeah. like i'm like am i just too stupid for this or is this really stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> that's kind of how i feel sometimes yeah. like can you just tell me what the fuck you want right now <laughs> right that would be great for me i get it because i I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to make a decision about whether i'm willing to uh you know apply you know apply mm -hmm. this to my life or okay. like live by these uh, circumstances you know yeah like I, I could do this you know or yeah. i couldn't and uh right. let's just go ahead and be honest about what we want gotcha <laughs> anyway does that make sense to you is that it how you think about the world me. yeah pretty pretty close pretty close yeah, it's a whole deal. So another thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, total nonsense news. Total nonsense. I was news. like looking over your Facebook profile and right. like kind of like just figuring out some shit because I'd never met you before. We've right. never so much as had a conversation, which is actually unusual. I generally uh, have a conversation with a lot of the local comics before they ever come on the show. So so I was checking your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like okay like this this guy is like what what was it the toilet cleaner and the something else and total nonsense news um is that a thing is that a is that a is that a project you have i'm it, very curious <laughs> total nonsense news is just a bunch of bogus headlines that i made up yeah i make them up and they're just the weirdest little stupid so things. you're like onion kind and, of uh take i get yeah maybe yeah yeah and and people believe them every once in a while i write an actual story with it but that's usually, fantastic usually not it's usually just a, and people love to just uh well i really got into fucking with people a couple years ago <laughs> i do have a special like place Based in my on, heart for certain kinds of trolling yeah and then i hate the other kinds of trolling that are against me so i think yeah. trolling sometimes maybe is like the nuclear option is maybe we don't yeah. do it but I will say that I do appreciate a good well, troll. That's why uh, Stick Twister is in the description of what I do with Total Nonsense News. Because yeah, if, okay. there, if there's a stick up your ass and you're just wiggling it in front of me, I'm going to grab that son of a bitch and twist it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I mean, if you're that fucked up and uptight about shit. Then, so, uh, then I'm gonna find okay. a way to make fun of you, and you're not even gonna know I'm making fun of you. And then you're gonna go share it with a bunch of fucking other fuck sticks just like you. So, what kind of what kind of headlines are we oh uh, are we God. seeing on here? Do you know any off the dome? We would have to look up total nonsense news. <laughs> Is this on Google? It's only Facebook. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
I'll tell you, we, we can't pull that up, but check out, uh, check out this, uh, Facebook profile. Cause as we're going to talk about too, you're also booking a lot of shows and doing a lot of shit in Newport. So check out this Facebook page. If you, if you can find it and where, where do people find no. when they're looking for your like working that you're doing for 31 West? Like right now, can we just plug that real quick? Oh yeah, thirty one West. It's uh thirty one dash West yeah. Where do they go for comedy shows there? Oh, they're all listed under the events. All they're right. all listed under the events. We just finished our spring season. We had ten great shows. We sold them all out. And uh we've uh, been invited back for the fall. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do about eight shows so far, um in the fall season. We may spill over a little bit into the winter and we'll come back in the spring and do another ten shows. Hell yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I have a special treat for you. Okay. Right now. What's up? I have a very, very close friend of the show, very dear friend of my own, Sam Welch. Oh, okay. Reporting live from Los Angeles on the current events and the things that we need to know. Oh, wow. Right yeah. On. Uh, you ready for this? Absolutely. You're listening to The Welch Report with Lampshade Media's own intrepid reporter, Sam Welch. Oh my God, that's so crazy. I knew it. Oh my God. You've got to be kidding me. They did what? What's the tea? Did you hear? Mel? David. Hello. I stumbled onto a website while doing my research recently. Mm. It's called KeanuIsImmortal.com. And you know what I learned <laughs> when I stumbled upon this website? Well, I got to guess. What? What? <laughs> is it that Keanu is immortal? Believe it or not, that's what the website's about. <laughs> okay. I, I'm already intrigued. And I've got to say, I was really convinced by the evidence because Keanu Reeves of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and <laughs> others. Did you have to stop and think about that? <laughs> I'm very young, though. <laughs> I may or may not have just Googled Keanu Reeves. It's <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Anyway, so yeah, he can't die he's immortal <laughs> cannot die all right all right david what do you what do you think what's your first impression of the uh you've heard the uh the allegation here the the the, the facts being presented well i really want to believe it i would love to believe it but it just seems unbelievable i i, I don't believe he was immortal at all all right sounds like you got some convincing to do mel i might need your help here because a lot of the evidence here is imagery so you might have to pull up some images on your end uh I, I i actually do this for the crying at the bar podcast i'm the fact uh fact checker there so i'll get That's over the right. computer and i'll pull Absolutely. up some images for you what do i need to search well first keanu has had a lot of identities over time more than likely he's been around since always like one of the first humans right but confirmed he is charlemagne so look at charlemagne and you can see what i mean I gotta okay. I gotta I gotta Google Charlemagne. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. I don't know how to spell Charlemagne. <laughs> okay. What I'll do. <laughs> who 
And I didn't know what Keanu S H A R L A. All right, I got it. I got it. No, I I pulled it up. Okay, here we go. I got all the images of Charlemagne on Google here. Yeah. So as you can see, there's a striking resemblance to Charlemagne and Keanu Reeves. They've both got that sharp nose, that larger forehead, right? Yeah. What do you What do you it, think? It don't look like the Charlemagne I was thinking about. <laughs> Is there a Charlemagne you met way back? Yeah, no, the, tra- <laughs> the one you know at the trailer park. Everybody knew Charlemagne. <laughs> Shit. Everybody knew Charlemagne. Anyhow, this dude looks nothing like Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's looking. I'm looking at the picture. All right, Here, I'm gonna. Looks, so? I'm gonna pop like, one. This guy looks like a person who knows where he is. I've never seen Keanu well, Reeves. Also, you also you like... have to keep in mind that there was no, there wasn't photography during the time of Charlemagne. So there is a striking resemblance to Keanu and Charlemagne. But in the images that we have of Charlemagne, you have to keep in mind that there's going to be some differences because of artistic licensure. I, I'm, okay. trying to, I'm trying to imagine seeing this guy go, dude, excellent. And, <laughs> And I just don't see that. Well, he does, but you have, also that's 1,300 years later. Uh, <laughs> and so aside from the resemblance of Charlemagne and Keanu, his death rises a little bit of suspicion as well. So first of all, Charlemagne crowned his son right before he died, right? Like as if he knew he was going to die. It was just like, oh, he's king now. And then he does. And then he just died like right after. Okay. Second, his burial was rushed during cold weather. Like they rushed through it. There weren't a lot of witnesses. And it was just like, okay, he's dead by a little sus. Okay. Now we don't hear from Keanu again, presumably for about a thousand years. So he's just chilling. Think about it. He's royalty, right? He has all this money. He was, and then he dies. You can't see the air quotes because this is a podcast, <laughs> I could, but I'm doing air quotes. Could you here. hear the air quotes? I heard them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He dies, and then for a thousand years, he just kind of lays low. He just kind of like lives about his life, or go lives, I should say. Probably has multiple identities. He's like a medieval Elvis. Exactly. <laughs> Charlemagne's in exactly. Brazil. Exactly. And then at the turn into the 20th century, we hear, for, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Paul Mounet, M-O-U-N-E-T. Okay, let me pull it up. Who also looks like Keanu Reeves. And you know you sure what he you don't does? Paul Mooney? He's an actor. <laughs> He'd be like, fuck Charlemagne. It's all a part of the, the, the whole scam, the whole roof they're putting on the controllers. Oh my God. Um Oh my God. Oh no. my God. No. no. That is fucking Keanu Reeves. Look at that oh. picture. Oh. Look at this. I want to deny. I still want to deny this. And then not only am I seeing the pictures immediately of Paul Munet, but then there's also a lot of pictures where people are already uh, putting uh, Keanu and Munet against each other. That's right. And you know what this guy did for a living? What's that? He was an actor. Okay. That makes way too much sense. Think about think about what you could discover about yourself if you were immortal, right? You could it took him all of these years and then he finally found his passion. And it makes sense because Keanu is an excellent actor. And so that's because he's been living for so long. 
and this isn't even his first acting identity because he was already an actor that's that's wild also paul remember remember what i said about charlemagne with the sketchy burial paul yeah. died in 1922 and his body was never found whoa so that's also, yeah i don't think that means he's immortal though well if, if there's so no body then we can't look- prove he's not that's right <laughs> there are two different so we know of two different people that look have a striking resemblance of Keanu Reeves and they had weird burial things. I'm just saying that's suspicious. It's pretty sad. And now another thing. Okay, here we go. Keanu hasn't really aged, right? He pretty much looks the same now as he did in 1999. That's that's a possibility. We should we should compare the Bill and Ted from the 90s to the Bill and Ted that just came out last year. Mm. That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe they recorded them at the same time and just didn't talk about it. Bad facial hair. That could be true. A misguided attempt to look like Wolverine. <laughs> That's the Keanu that I'm looking at in these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he is like has this reputation as being the kindest person in all of entertainment, right? Yeah. If you had lived for thousands of years and seen so much cruelty in the world, you'd be pretty nice too. All I know is I'm distracted by the picture on the top to the far right where he kind of looks like Leonard Nimoy with a beard. Yeah, (laughs) that is if that. Okay. So there here's, that's an interesting point. We do have a picture of an old Paul Monet. So, He's an actor. Do you think maybe he could have been putting some makeup on, some aging, you know? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, he's got to do that. It's not like the fictional story of Twilight where he had to move high schools every four years, which, by the way, was a really stupid strategy. He should have just, like, pretended to be in his early 20s. But that's not the point. (laughs) He would have got a lot more out of each city, at least. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Why go to high school a billion times over? But that's not the point. So anyway, back to Paul. Of course, like, you can see Keanu can grow a beard. You can see, like, in all of these images, like, even even as Charlemagne, he had a huge, beautiful Santa Claus-like beard. Yeah. And so, of course, like, of course he can make his, himself look older. That's why he has so much facial hair today that he didn't in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Because otherwise, he would simply look too young. Ah. Uh, so he could wrinkle and unwrinkle his skin. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, like, I mean, if he's immortal, I in, then I worked in beauty and why not for a while. Mm. Like, you'd be really surprised by some of these skincare products. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's the opposite of Botox. I want more wrinkles. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> LA is a crazy city, man. And you know what Keanu said recently? What's that? What's that? He, so he, like you said, like he's supposed to be like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, right? Of his earnings in the Matrix sequels, he gave away millions and millions and millions of the dollars he made from it, right? Okay. And so he was interviewed about that, asking about like, oh, well, why are you so generous? And he said, money is the last thing I think about. I could live on what I've already made for the next few centuries. Chills. Yeah. That's pretty tight. That's some mm-hmm. bucks, man. He's planning the next few centuries. Do you, I mean, you understand Absolutely. the point she just made? It's a hint. That's exactly what Yeah, he's actually like, he, that was like a slip. He said, I'm planning exactly. out the next few centuries. I got enough money for the next few centuries. This dude is loaded, man. Well, right. And he was already Charlemagne. So he's already lived the life of extravagant royalty and realized that that didn't make him happy. And so what ultimately made him happy is acting as he's been doing for 
several hundred years now and just giving away his earnings. This dude needs to bag some groceries at Kroger's and see how old having a lot of money gets then. Uh, <laughs> that That's like one of those things where it's like, eh, yeah, like once you're making a certain amount, it's like, unless you're like trying to like, you know, be that, that, you know, rich guy that's just always trying to get richer, like you're pretty much going to live comfortably the rest of your life once you hit a certain amount of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's and just then, and then you forget what it was like. Yeah. I wonder what it what is it ever like for him. You know? Yeah. Was he was he born into a middle class family, a upper class family? I don't know. We'd have to go back and talk to people from the when was Charlemagne around? We'd have to talk to Charlemagne's like parents, year I guess. 700. Oh, and Keanu also he's been interviewed about his religious beliefs. And he's been very vague on those. Now you might be like, well, that's not really anybody's business. But he said that the people who leave us will miss us when we're gone, okay. which is a little weird of a thing to say. <laughs> Not say he didn't say, like, I believe in God. I don't believe in God. All he said was, I know that the ones who love us will miss us. He's been very discreet. He said it's personal and private. Why is it private? Because he's not going to die. So, like, the people that love us will miss us when they die? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Are, how do you feel? Are you, like, you were, before you were away against, you were, like, very skeptical of this, uh, of this assertion. Uh, have you come? Where's the needle? Uh, the needle is budging a little. And it was the picture of fucking Paul Monet, right? Oh, well, my God, yeah. <laughs> that was... That was goofy, man. That was weird. Yeah. That's some wild stuff. Keanu is a real-life Barnabas Collins is what you're telling me. Exactly. He's a real-life Barnabas Collins. You know what? I think my arm has been twisted. I think I believe you. I'll be damned. You I know? think it's happening. I only I, present I, the I'm facts. I'm on a break. I'm on a break. <laughs> That's awesome. Me. You broke me, Sam. Well, Sam has, I will have you know, Sam at this point has a 100% record of convincing my guests. Damn. Yeah. That's right. Every Damn. single Just time. Just as an aside, I would like to throw out there that some of these conspiracy theories, like in this segment that we have they started out like pretty normal and pretty legit and then it's now it's just spinning into like everybody's a part of the illuminati or a lizard person like they're they're truly getting some of the information i'm finding is truly wild so you're a more balanced uh believer of these uh conspiracies i say i would say so too i'm only here to present the facts well we appreciate that Right here at Lampshade Media, we appreciate that a lot. We count on our friend Sam Welch to bring the facts to the table and to convince people of the truth. Just the facts. <laughs> Nothing but the facts. Just the facts, Jack. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, David. Thank you for, uh, ta for, for taking part and being willing to be convinced. Sam, thank you. And uh, You are so wow, welcome. That was really awesome. You are welcome. I hope it was enlightening. It was. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I can't wait to tell all my friends. Thank you for enlightening us, and uh, we will see you again next time. All right. Talk to you later. Have fun out there in L.A. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Sam. Bye-bye. That, uh, that was a whole deal. Like I don't know if you know about this, but uh, there is a shit ton that you might not know about the real world in Los Angeles. Well, if that was an example, wow. <laughs>
So There's, uh some doozies out there, huh? So I'm looking you up on Facebook and uh and one of the one of the things that I immediately noticed is JB Smoove is on there giving the fucking uh meditation speech and that shit lit me immediately. So I'm like, oh my God. He's got a theater background as per his uh, Facebook page and uh, this playwright thing. So if he's also into Curb, I absolutely have to pick your brain about Curb because I think it's fucking brilliant. Well, start picking, man. I love Curb. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I love the whole approach, man. Like The improv. It's you know. first of all for people that aren't aware, go ahead and like in your in your in your understanding, the they are not reading a script at all there's no script they have a description of what they're gonna do but they don't uh, from what i've seen about it they don't go way far into it larry doesn't want them to know too much but he gives them some basic goals they may yeah. want to accomplish and, and, I they, have, and they, uh, they go at it it's it's so cool i i just recently listened to Pete holmes uh you made it weird and okay. uh, Smooth was on that, and he was basically saying that he could choose th that day. Like, okay. while he was performing, he got to choose whether he was going to be for or against the scheme. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there was a, there was always going to be, he, and he didn't use this wording. This is my wording. Uh, there was always going to be a scheme, basically, yeah. is my understanding. And he could decide if he would be for or against. And how he would be for or against was right. just a thing he right. could invent thereof. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There's been other great comedy in the past that has been done, you know, from improv scenes. Let me take you, like, to All in the Family. So we're going way, way back. And that was improv? No, no, not all of it. But there is a famous scene in it with Mike Stivick and Archie Bunker sitting on a bedside together. Mike is putting on his shoes, and he puts them on a sock and a sock and then a shoe and a shoe instead of sock, sock, shoe, shoe. And it drives Archie nuts. He, he puts a, a sock and a shoe and then a sock and a shoe? Yeah. And Archie tells Who does him, that? Who that's what Archie says, and he gets so angry over the fact that here's his son-in-law putting on his shoes that way. And Archie tells him the whole world goes a sock and a sock and a shoe and a shoe. <laughs> but they but and it's a famous bit, and they improvised the whole thing, I've come to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so neat. And there's been other examples in, in scripts and sitcoms, but never as like that being the standard, that being the way they're gonna create where you just give actors a, a sketch of, of what they're going to do, what their goals yeah. are in a scene, and then they go at it and they do it. And then they can make choices to be pro or against. It's, it's brilliant, and um, and it's been around for a while now when it comes to Curb You Enthusiasm. What it's 10 years, uh, 10 seasons. 10 seasons, but what? How long does it take? 20 years? Yeah, to do yeah, because they have spanned some years yeah, between seasons here a, and there. Took a lot of time off from, uh, what, yep. season 8 or 9. Yeah. They took a lot of time off. You know, when they came back, so here's the thing about Curb that I find absolutely fascinating is that they really are fairly fucking edgy. Yeah. And yeah. it makes me sometimes uncomfortable, but then at some point they seem to, like, nail a point. Yeah, that's cool. You know that's what I cool mean? They do. Oh, yeah. They will, like, push some boundaries that make me really uncomfortable. Sure. And in almost every issue, like there's issues with the Middle East, there's issues with race culture, right. there's issues with like poverty culture, like yeah. there's all these different things going on mm -hmm. and they like 
make a point by making it uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's art, isn't it? That's good art. <laughs> that's just good art. Yeah. yeah. Th that's the goal of either get yourself in a world of shit and a bunch of freaking trouble, or yeah. you, or you create it's something like brilliant. It's almost like an you apocryphal you know? lesson, right? Yeah. This is what you could look yeah. like. I think if you're... <laughs> I think if the real you has a heart that's in the right place and you're not a prick to begin with, then go ahead and take your chance. Yeah. And and walk that line if that's what you have to do to communicate a message through your art that's worth saying. Yeah. There's a lot of there we have some great local comics with a voice, man. Oh hell yeah. That hell has yeah. something to say. And I love it when they find a way to say it and they do it their way. And it's and it's funny, but it makes a point. Yeah. But it's funny. You gotta freaking be funny, you know. You're not getting up there to lecture. Go to a college and yeah, you know, and lecture in a well, hall somewhere for right, that. Right, because you can express yourself in that way. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like having something to say. I do like. I do think there's like definitely friends of mine in the comedy scene that are on both sides of this. There's uh, people that want to s to send a message, mm -hmm. and then there's people that want to just talk about like humanity and how funny it is to be humans. That's, that's cool. Whatever, right? Whatever your thing. There's so much room for anybody that wants to do anything. It, it, it hasn't all. Yeah. Been, it has not all been done yet. That's why we stay interested in it. Right. That's right. why we still want to see it. You know. Hell yeah. So just, yeah, do you whatever your version is out, out there, just do it and do it unapologetically. Yeah, you know, it's when you can you can sense the audience can sense when somebody's being apologetic because you don't you no longer believe in it yourself. There's a mustard seed of doubt and they sniff that freaking <laughs> thing out and they pounce on your confidence. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. And just just go. If you're going to do it, freaking do it. Yeah. You know, because that is the that is the fucking bridge to gap to be a stand up comic is to fucking do that first mic. Yeah. If yeah. that's the thing, I think if it's writing, what is the first step there? Like where do you have to present yourself as a as a writer? If you know before you ever walk on that stage that you're coming back, then you're in. You know? Hmm. It, but if you're if it's all contingent upon God, that sounds like some sort of like thing to like, you know, make a big like fucking stone sculpture uh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is if My if, epitaph. if you doing anything in this world is dependent upon that initial acceptance or rejection by others, then you're kind of fucked. You yeah. know? We oh, we and we gotta help our our people of all different ages, but we gotta plant that seed when they're young, when we're bringing yeah. them up. You know, just be yourself, whoever yeah. that is, and stop yeah. worrying about being in competition with right now what seven billion people and growing. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Just be your best version of you, and whatever it is you have to say, yeah, find a way to say it. You know, the world needs to hear it. Right, at, we're in a time in history when we're saying. We're celebrating people who are finding their voice Hell and yeah. using their voice. Why is it at the same time we want to muffle people? Yeah, you know, I don't want to muffle you. Just, I think just say it. it. I I kind of feel you. Like I feel like there's some 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 voices that might be worth muffling, but then I have to decide like who am true, I to choose that? True. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that we, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, um, can, I would rather like like take yeah. the risk of not muffling a bad voice than yeah. to uh true there's some stuff that's ex that, that, <sighs> Man, it's, that's it's clearly, difficult that's clearly a freaking extreme. i think that's a difficult decision yeah there's but stuff, yeah there's stuff that's clearly an extreme man like these dudes that want to put on uh, uh speeches that encourage people into violence 
you know, yeah, yeah. and and into harming others and suppressing the rights of others yeah. and all that st- sort of stuff. Well, I mean, if it, when it comes down to actual physical action, I mean, a danger. Yeah. You know, then it's time to yeah. think about that shit. And that stuff's obvious. Here's one thing, man. There's this one side in this country that constantly wants to counteract any good point that's made, not with just a counterpoint, but they want to get us to argue from the ridiculous. They keep okay. coming up with ridiculous scenarios. So, you know, uh, extreme situations that, that are presented as the norm, maybe, is what you're saying? There's this threat that if Gilligan's Island gets nuclear power, they're going to just conquer and take over the entire globe. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it's just all freaking ridiculous. You know, they come up with so many different stupid, ridiculous scenarios. And then what we wind up having to do is take on these arguments. So all the time is spent mm-hmm. with this stupid freaking argument about Gilligan's Island and <laughs> not, on something of substance. No, I started out talking about the homeless problem. No, I started talking about the meth problem. Yeah. No, I started talking about pre- police brutality. You know, yeah. I started talking about um, health care. Yeah. I started talking about child care and opportunities for the young to really yeah. have hope that they're growing up in a world where they can really do something with their lives. And then the other side wants to come up with this ridiculous counter argument that's got nothing to do with moving a, a conversation forward yeah I'm, I'm to a point where i'm done with the ridiculous argument and even paying it any attention and just move forward you know let's keep living in the solution and keep coming up with yeah. the solution and following that path that's a huge thing is is not getting caught up in the details but primarily being the example yeah like make yourself the thing that you want to see in the world right Yeah, absolutely like absolutely. if you do that then you draw people that see and, and desire that also like those people end up coming together yeah people that have positive outlooks i don't i mm-hmm. fucking hate vibes okay i i do kind of like hate that and it's the skeptic in me i used to be religious and it gives it triggers me okay but there is something that does a thing and i don't want to fucking call it vibes okay (laughs) that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying (laughs) i have on a (laughs) t-shirt hey people that can't see us he's wearing a shirt that says no bad vibes (laughs) and i've been looking at it all night But it's it all, all. It's riding up on my big fat gut, and he can't really. No, it should be stretched out so you can read it clearly. <laughs> you can see it clearly all night long. I can see it just fine. I get your point, though, man. Yeah, where you don't want to get hung up on labeling anything. But but there's vibes no, there's, or there's a feel any of that kind of stuff. There is. Yeah, there is, man. I feel that if we focused our energy on being the thing we think we 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 want the world to be like what is the thing that is best for everyone you know that aspect of living is the most important thing to me and i feel like it brings us way more local and it makes our focus way more on our home communities true true like true. we need to care about our people that live near us we need I to be on, a, on, on yeah. their uh, on their doorsteps yeah. once in a while you know have interpersonal relationships have a community, you know, that kind of shit is very, like, dear to me. And it sounds conservative, mm. but I'm not. No. <laughs> no, conservative, yeah, we get these labels, man. We get conservative and liberal just totally. What, if, if, I, if I cut myself, I go to the pharmacy and I get some ointment and I put it on this whatever wound, I, I, I'm going to read the label and it's probably going to say apply liberally. 
which means use a lot of it. <laughs> but what do we use in our language? Conservative. No, put it on conservatively. Only use yeah, a little yeah. bit of it. We don't. We don't say let's use the forests liberally and cut a shitload of it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No. What's the what's this, the conservatives that say, hey, fuck the forests. I need to build. Yeah, we're going to use all of it. We need to cut more of it right. down. Have you seen how expensive houses that's are? An ex yeah, that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition there, isn't it? In here, fuck the environment. Yeah. We need to put people first. Like, like, like we don't care about people. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's it's all it's all interconnected. It's all interrelated. We're all it's all interdependent. You I know? think uh, like isn't as far as ethoses go is in like in in maybe like a social evolutionary perspective. Conservatives trend very gently and slowly and very like you know they're not going to change. They hate change, right? So as the ages progress, like we are trusting everything that we've heard. You know, yeah. everything we were ever told is the thing, you know, and like we can never change because we don't know what that will bring. And that is terrifying. What if we changed? Well, oh, my God. It sounds like a good idea, especially for somebody like me that yeah, doesn't want to go mess around with people too much. Yeah. I want to be home and all this sort of but stuff. When there is like really incredible injustice, like yeah. big changes can mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if we're just talking about people as fucking cows, you know, <laughs> okay. and I, and I kind of feel like that's what we are. We're just fucking cows. Uh, like we're just animals, uh, you know, expending energy in the goddamn universe. <laughs> and yeah, there's people that are afraid of change, and there's people that are like willing to be wrong and willing to accept change. Yeah. Right. Okay. I follow you. Does that make sense at all, or am I just rambling incoherently because it's the end of the episode and I'm drunk and stoned <laughs> as fuck? You tell me. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's a nice, healthy mix like a good drink should be. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of the drink yeah. talking and a little bit of that <laughs> wonderful brain of yours. I am, I am pretty know? drunk, man, but yeah. uh, I do think if more people realized that they were just a <laughs> lot like fucking cows... And yeah. that they were just following the course of life that was given to them, you know, that they had a lot of opportunities based on that. Oh my like God, they would be yeah. a lot more graceful. Maybe so. Maybe so. The, the, you know, the, the illusion of choice. I get, I get. Yeah. I, if yeah. they realized they refuse, were born into refuse. fucking, they were born on third and thought they hit a fucking triple. Refuse. Yeah. <laughs> refuse to be that. Refuse to be that. You know, how do we, how do, how do the people that mean well reach out to the people that are really battling hope itself? You know, the people that really are in abject poverty in this country. Yeah. You know, how do the people that mean well really, really help them? You know, we sit back and we look and we go, man, can, why are they in this situation? Why are they in it for so long? Why is this going on generation after generation after generation? Yeah. At some point, we got to reach out and, and, realize that it's it's fucking busy being poor <laughs> you're you're busy as shit yeah just taking care of your own shit and staying alive and not catching staying straight, alive is a is a full-time job when you're and, when and you're not, that poor and not catching For a stray sure. bullet you know or anything like that we got to do more than provide a good example and all that sort of stuff we have to provide some major opportunities and a, and a good sane safe place for it to help happen a real healthy forest that we need to build around our communities. Community centers would be helpful, places for people to go to, to just 
have a safe place to to learn to be turning schools into into transitioning in into more of a, what a community school whether you put that label on it or not yeah and in a community school they have dental services they have medical services and not just for the students and children in that school but for the neighborhood imagine that yeah how many communities have a center where they could go to all the buildings yeah. are owned by somebody in newark where 31 west is located you could go block after block after block after fucking block and not find a playground. I'm like, where the shit do you hmm. think these kids are going to go? When I grew up here in Columbus in the summertime at all the elementary schools, there were recreation centers and they were led by a male teacher, a female teacher. They would have a male and a female uh, student from the high school that were like juniors and seniors at least. So there's that supervision. And so now there's a safe place for little kids to go to throughout the day all summer long and every time there's been a program like that this one was called CETA and these CETA funds were used differently across the nation in different ways but that's the way they were used in Columbus Ohio by the Recreation and Parks Department off mic earlier we were discussing uh -huh. Newark and you were talking about yeah. some of the poverty issues there so I was yeah. a little bit educated on that and so I was curious okay. because yeah it was actually shocking for me to learn as a person that lives in Columbus and grew up in East Toledo, which is the shitty part of Toledo, Okay, that homelessness was actually that big an issue in Newark. Yeah, our small towns aren't what we but used to think But I hadn't been of. there a couple, but yeah. more than a couple of times to go to 31 West, to be honest. Yeah. Man, that's I'll that's when what, I stopped out. Yeah. Newark, Zanesville, um, uh, just all of our smaller towns, um, Lancaster anymore i mean they all so i'm not going to say these towns are terrible they're great towns mm -hmm. they really are and the local uh community does what it can to pull i will say the guy together. in zanesville sold me a shitty truck and i don't appreciate it <laughs> I, I would be upset with that too. yeah but anyway to your larger point i agree yeah yeah so there's a huge heroin meth problem you know yeah. opioid just like every other city but so so maybe just fewer people uh, I don't know what the ratio is like per capita. Sure. But still. But I mean, it's, it's a deal. E it's, it's a eaten, thing. It's a thing. It's eaten our towns alive, man. Wow. And, and it's just as bad in a town of about 50,000 like we have yeah. as it is in, in any other town. You no, know? it definitely strikes me that your your heart's uh, like directed to that. I'm freaking all in it, man. I, I spend a lot of time thinking about it. We have a group, a buddy of mine, Alan Schwartz, as a community organizer, and he put together a group called the Newark Think Tank on Poverty. Yeah, uh, do they have a some sort of a searchable thing that you want to? They do put you out nttp.org, man. Yeah, um, cool. It's a it's a and they and I'll put on, that in the notes. And they're on they're on Facebook as well. Um, there's a think tank now in Zanesville too, believe it or not. And uh, so they, it's not just a bunch of people that sit around thinking what to do to to help people that are experiencing poverty. They actually have action committees and they do things. They yeah. they 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 uh, help people to get a seat at the table. We thought here's a situation. Let's take uh, at uh, places where people can go get food. Things get so bad where people need food. Yeah, and a lot of these pantries have maybe a <laughs> a, a week's worth of food, you know, in and it's constantly flowing in. But what if that flow stops? Yeah. There's not this big storage. You know, people will run out of food pretty quickly. Right. But anyhow, there's Food other goes issues. bad after all. Yeah. It's like, there's timetables and shit. 
why is this why is this one lady who always has all these little children with her she's actually a grandmother she's got all these apparently grandchildren with her she walks too and uh why does she never go home with her full allotment of food when she has so many mouths to feed well you can sit around and guess about that or you could just ask her and she'll tell you that you know, she's just walking all she has is these little kids so they carry home whatever they can carry home yeah and they leave and they really need this food so it's by yeah. it's by folks like that having a seat at the table that you find out well we need to we, we need to solve some transportation issues right you know but the bigger deal too is let's not let's stop making people so damn poor that they can't afford shit you know well and then you can you, <laughs> you compare know? these situations to uh basically like politicians having grudges and and personal axes to grind uh, with international politics oh, fuck. and yeah. and different money uh opportunities you know so you have these like big money interests and in oil and bullshit like that yeah and all of these people none of this none of this concern is for the actual people that live in the goddamn land that you govern yeah you know it's all about some some other bullshit that is important to people that have a shit ton of money man you know they're all hanging out in the same bars i don't care what it, side of the aisle they're on they, we've got to get them under control they're in DC. they're out of control these people yeah they're in dc after hours hanging out together yeah. in the same places this they other, need reined in yeah, this whole illusion of one side and the other yeah. side yeah the, yeah they're all hanging out afterwards on our dime and um not making a difference in the lives of our own people yeah. they always they want to sell us on that shit well let's take our own care of our own country first well fuck okay yeah go ahead please take care of our own country first we got a lot of poor here i'm not saying don't <laughs> don't be concerned with the world that's kind of nonsense it's kind of like a real child's view because it's beyond the point where we're where we can ignore the rest of the world our fates are interconnected we need to care about what's going on in the west of the world so but call them on that shit fine Take care of our people. Why do we have? Why can't people even make a living wage? You know, it's right. nice that Americans are so willing to line up and donate and and do this fundraiser and that fundraiser and yeah, all that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. But I'm I'm tired of having you know fundraisers for shit that that should be funded. Yep. It should be funded. Not right. make, make them run. Have a fundraiser for uh, another freaking bomb. Let's have some uh, some arms manufacturer on late night TV crying please send me money so i can build more bombs yeah i that... haven't built a bomb in a week I'm right. bomb withdrawal somebody with a fucking four by four truck and a trump flag bigger than the truck would definitely be <laughs> paying for that shit on oh, uh qvc they, they won't be happy with me after this yeah i guess i'm outed i'm outed yeah well no you've given your politics Fuck. away it's okay though. i guess that's so huh i try not to be David, it has been so fucking fun. Hey man, I've been having a good time is, too. Thanks for having me here. Dude, it has yeah. been <laughs> it has been so much fun having you on Lampshade Media Presents 40 Years of Mel, 40 episodes of Hell. I don't know about that name though, dude. We we gotta do something different. <laughs> we gotta do something. We gotta find something different for you. <laughs> I had a feeling you were gonna say that. Yeah, and uh, you know I do appreciate the uh, the angle where it's like not good for my mental health. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like you know these haven't been forty episodes of hell. I have enjoyed these episodes. Okay, <laughs> I have enjoyed each and every one of them. <laughs> 
it's good for your self-esteem. Yeah, I need that. But if we're not going with that, I don't have any yeah. ideas on how to move forward well, with the brand. Well, I think uh, I think it's like Mel talks about whatever the hell he wants to talk about. But that's kind of long. That sounds too windy. You know? I like the all of that up until you said windy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> But I am very stoned. That, that would be a good name. I am very stoned. Um, flow, flow with Mel. Yeah, yeah, for the whole brand? Yeah. Flow with Mel? <laughs> flow with Mel. I feel like that's possibly the most like legitimate, like actual like podcast <laughs> yeah. title. I feel like you've given me a thing that makes sense to my very being. It has my name in it, but it's also not saying that all of my life has been a burden to everyone else. Right. Yeah. This is a, yeah, this is, this is a huge movement in my life. I feel like I've been like lifting this rock for a while, you know, right on. Dude. You just, you just came yeah. up with me and you just like, were there my shoulder. And I looked over like it was in a nineties movie. We kind of looked at each other we got this together and you just helped me push that rock over the there hill and go, now man. I've got this fucking new name. You are rolling, dude. Yes! You are rolling. I am rolling. No, I mean, rolling I'm, I'm not Mel. on Molly. <laughs> just want to be clear with my friends, you know? Rolling. <laughs> rolling on the river. But man, it's, it's been fucking good talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Anytime, bro. Come out and see us. Come out to 31 oh, West yeah. and see us, man. Yeah. Anytime be my guest. Yeah, you know, and everybody listening needs to go check that shit out too. They're doing good shows out there. Oh man, we have the best of the best. And we've uh we're all booked up for the fall and spring. We may squeeze in another date here and there, but uh come laugh, man. Come Hell laugh yeah. your ass off and eat some great food from the turntable restaurant. It's top notch and the service is great. Oh we're yeah. hitting on all cylinders. This place has been growing for uh for a good long time and they're just killing it out there and doing really cool stuff. And it is a beautiful building. Yeah. I mean, it is like a classic theater vibe and it's really cool. Built it's just in, very cool. Yeah, built in nineteen oh two. It's got history. And he's really done a great job. Tom Atha, that's the owner of Thirty One West, and his partner now, Greg Tracy. It is literally an old theater, and it's beautiful. Yeah, an old ballroom. It's fucking gorgeous. It's the old crystal ballroom. Yeah, a bit and tall you, for you, comedy, you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tall ceiling, tall ceiling. You compromise yeah. that, but they put some acoustic tiles up there, and you do have a mezzanine. Yeah, no, um, it's great. Other it's than great. that, yeah. I'm I'm totally digging it, man. Yeah. We try to be traditional candles on the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just come on in and have a good time. Let's pack Yeah, that what's house. the website one more time? 31-west.com. All right, check out some comedy shit there and they also got some great music shit there. Check it all out. Happens to be our address too. Hell yeah. 31 West Church Street in Newark, Ohio. There you go. What have we learned today? Kiddos. We learned that grandma doesn't mess around. Grandma <laughs> freaky, okay. Grandma kids. Grandma freaky. fucks. We we learned that. Grandma fucks. Grandma Grandma fucks. That's the name of the show. Grandma fucks. That's it. Are you like like flow with Mel had a vibe, dude? Flow with Ma. I I screwed that up. It only goes. <laughs> 
it only goes downhill from here. Flo and Mel had a vibe, but like Grandma Fox has a vibe too. That's all you're gonna get from me from here on out is bad ideas that will get you in trouble. No, that is not gonna get <laughs> me in trouble. That forever. is like, no, I am already a hundred percent on board. Uh, like I loved Flow with Mel because it was drawing attention to me, which I essentially yeah. need, right? Yeah. Like I need that. Oh, but. Oh, but Grandma Fox is good. Yeah. that's good for the world. Okay. Like, and, and we we know Grandma now. You know, okay. Grandma's we, a we person. Grandma. She's a friend of ours. We know Grandma. She calls the show. She's a friend of the show. Grandma's a friend of mine. She's a friend of mine too. <laughs> Don't be talking about my friend. Don't be talking about my grandma. <laughs> we had uh, we had a fucking great time, and this is the first time we've had a name. And then another name within the same show. I had actually already called the t-shirt printers with uh, with Flow with Mel. You guys didn't see me. I was, like, using my phone on the side. Totally deteriorated. Um, yeah, I had to cancel that already. Totally deteriorated. Yeah, right. Oh, the koozies, like, it was too late. You so fun. I have some Flow with Mel koozies. I'll have to give those away at the next uh, at the next show. Yeah, yeah. You've fallen uh, into my total nonsense trap. <laughs> Oh my god. It was fucking awesome having you on, dude. You were a fucking badass. I like you a lot. I really appreciate you bringing comedy out there in Newark because a lot of my my friends that are comics are getting gigs out there now, and it's fucking tight. That's That's really cool. cool. They're getting to go out there and do comedy for people that that might not make it into Columbus, and that's fucking dope. The people I see out in Newark, um, they're so grateful to have stand-up comedy out there. So, hell yeah. Yeah, I really like you. (laughs) Uh, You too, bro. Yeah. Let's hang back and keep throwing away a few and uh Hell yeah. I get, yeah. I'm definitely going to be coming out and uh seeing you in uh in Newark here soon. Cool man. All yep. the props from Lampshade Media and I say this uh with no issue. Like anytime you want to collaborate on a project or do some shit together, I would love to produce some shit with you. All right, bro. Yeah. No problem, man. Much love. Much love. Peace All out. Right. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.